It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to preview the game against the Miami Heat, the second to last seeding game inside the bubble for the Oklahoma City Thunder before the postseason. We're also going to talk about some huge NBA news, including when the Thunder's final game will tip off and some big news about their sixth man of the year. We start with the NBA news. The NBA will name a bubble MVP and an all-bubble team. So shout out TJ Warren. He's probably going to win that uh, MVP award going for 40 points like his first three games inside the bubble uh, for for the Pacers. Uh, But I think that this is a cool thing. Of course, the real all-NBA teams, the real MVP, that was all voted on before these games even started. The media had to turn in. Uh, their ballots before the games got started here. And so now after this stretch, they're going to do another round of awards for the eight seeding games. So you're going to get a seeding game MVP, a seeding games uh, All-NBA team, and we'll just move on from there. I think this is a good idea for the NBA to do this. Uh, Also, the teams that get eliminated from the bubble uh, in the postseason will have to leave the bubble the second the game ends, I think that the, the route is you drive back to your hotel, you get your, your last meal at the bubble, and then you leave immediately. So you'll really have to pack your bags on elimination night. And so you can mark it down right now. If a team is facing elimination and they win that game, you're going to hear someone at the post-game press conference at the Zoom meeting say, well, we didn't even pack our bags. We, we, we left our bags unpacked. We knew we weren't going anywhere, even though the bags were probably packed because they're having to leave as soon as they're eliminated from the, from the postseason and from the bubble. Uh, but the Thunder news, the Thunder and Clippers was TBD on the tip-off time until last evening. 
when it was announced that they would be tipping off at 5.30 on Friday. So a bit of an evening game uh, as a switch up from these afternoon games. So the Thunder will end with two normal tip times. You're going to play against the Heat tonight at 7 and then at 5.30 on Friday against the Clippers to kind of change it up from those afternoon games that the Thunder have been getting. And then on Tuesday, it was announced on Dennis Schroeder's Instagram account that he is back inside the bubble. He posted a story showing off his hotel room, his view from his balcony, and what this means is he'll have to quarantine for four days. According to the NBA rules, four days from Tuesday would put it at Saturday, which means he misses the rest of the seeding games he cannot play on Friday, but he'll be perfectly fine for the postseason, which will either start on Monday or Tuesday, depending on the scheduling uh, format for the Western Conference and the Thunder. Uh, so he'll be ready to go for the postseason. You officially have Dennis Schroeder back in the fold for the postseason. The question becomes, uh, how good can he look in that postseason? Will he have any rest? Uh, will he uh, still be ready to go? You saw him on his Instagram story working out. Even with the birth of his kid, he was working out outside the bubble. So maybe he stayed in game shape and he's ready to go and ready to attack the postseason. But he is back in the bubble. Uh, all of the speculation, uh, all of the questions about if he's going to want to come back after the birth of his kid are over. He's back. He's going to wait it out for four days, and then he'll rejoin the team. So the next time you see Dennis Schroeder playing basketball, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be in the postseason. So that's good to have Dennis back. Of course, he will not play tonight against the Miami Heat. So you'll be without Dennis Schroeder, although it's very likely that you will have all of your game veterans back. You'll have all the Shays, the Adams, the Noels, Gallo. You'll have all of them back for this game. It's very likely that that happens. It's not confirmed yet, but it's very likely that that happens. Jimmy Butler, however, for the Miami Heat, is a bit of a question mark. He did play in the Heat's last game against the, the Pacers, but he's been doing this uh, kind of load managing in the bubble. Uh, he's been going one game, not going one game, kind of going off and on a bit, uh, dealing with you know some load management stuff. I don't know if he'll play in this game. He's listed as questionable. We'll see if he plays. I'm going to say that he'll likely will play because he had that day off on Tuesday. And the fact that you, you look at this, and these teams only have two more games, and they've got to get ready for the postseason. Now is the time to start truly ramping up. And for the Heat and the Thunder, these seeding games still matter. You're not locked into any seed right now. You can still move up and down and dramatically change your matchup, and that's what really matters here. It's not the seed next to your name. It's the opponent on the other side of the floor. In the Thunder's case, you're hoping you can play the Rockets or the Jazz or even the Nuggets. You're just hoping that you can avoid the Clippers, uh, for the for the Heat, they're still moving up and down the standings on the eastern side of the bracket. But here's what to watch for in tonight's game against the Miami Heat. My first thing is the energy level. Again, this is the time now. You have two more chances to play basketball before the postseason. This is the time to get going. You're going to have off days. You're going to have Saturday, Sunday, and even possibly Monday off before the postseason because the postseason will start on Monday, uh, but it will be between Monday and Tuesday. Uh, they're going to spread those games out in the first round as we start things out the way we normally do in the postseason is spread out those games. So there's going to be some off time here. So they're not going to have to worry about rest and load management. You're going to need to make sure you're playing your best basketball heading into the postseason. You're going to make sure that you have that momentum. So I do want to see high energy from the Thunder. My second big thing to watch for is Darius Baisley. He's had back-to-back -back really good games, and I've harped on this a lot. I've harped on the fact that um, he's had some bad games statistically, but 
He's been doing the right things and passing the eye test. And the last two games, it clicked for him. He's going to go up against a good defensive team in Miami. They have Bam Adebayo down low. They have some good wing defenders. How does Darius Baisley look against the Miami Heat? How does he perform? Is he closer to that Lakers game where he did everything right but the stats were porous? Or is he closer to that Suns game and that and that Wizards game where he goes back-to-back games with 20 points? What does, Barry, what does Darius Baisley do inside the bubble? And then I'm looking forward to Shea's return. Again, I think that he's going to come back. It's not confirmed yet. I think that that calf injury is something to monitor. Uh, it very well could have just been an excuse to rest him and load manage him. But when you consider this entire week, last week we've spent talking about Shea and the fact he didn't have any lift on his jump shot, the fact that uh, he didn't look right, the fact that uh, his shot was was off. And we speculated, could this be a leg injury? And then all of a sudden, he sits out the second night of a back-to-back with a calf injury. I want to see if that time off, giving him off on Monday, he's off already on Tuesday with the team off day, and then playing again on Wednesday, I want to see if that shot looks a lot better, if he has more life, if he has more lift, uh, and if he really looks engaged, because he truly felt like the last few nights uh, that he played, that he was just going through the motions. It really felt like that for him. I want to see if he's back being engaged and, and re-energized after that night off. And then I look at Andre Robertson, who's of course been under the microscope this entire time, returning to the floor for the first time in two years. I really look at him to ramp up. I understand why he hasn't been playing that many minutes. Again, I explained it away against the Suns. It's a blowout game. There's no point to push him. He played a lot of minutes in the scrimmages. He's shown that he can run up and down the floor. But now is the time to ramp up, and now is the time to truly get a feel of what Andre can bring. And, and I do want to see Andre play a full game, no matter what the scoreboard shows. As long as there's talented wings out there, which they will be. They can throw out there a Tyler Hero. They can throw out there Jimmy Butler if he plays. I, I want to see what Andre can do against those wings from the the word go. Obviously not start him, uh, and, and really I'm looking for 15 to 20 minutes out of Andre. And, and I want to see how he can defend and how long he can he can keep that up, how long he can sustain a, a an ability to play defense on the perimeter because that's the only thing that he's missed, really. I mean, uh, offensively, He's doing everything right. He's catching and shooting it in rhythm. He's driving to the basket, getting good looks at the basket, although they're not falling. He's doing what you need him to do offensively. I want to see for how long, how many bursts. You hear that with Zion, and you hear that the Pelicans, whenever they were load-managing Zion, say he's only going to play in certain bursts. How many bursts of minutes can Andre play of elite defense on wing defenders? Because you see him, uh, typically, he gets that assignment late in the game, when you know for sure this is a stop to get. You saw it against the Nuggets. You saw it against LeBron James late whenever the Lakers were trying to make that one final pushback in the game before they got blown out again. You, you saw it. You saw it in spurts for him. But typically, he's been playing down low, defending power forwards. I want to see what he can do inside this bubble. I want to see what he can do for a sustained amount of time. How long can he match up with guards and wings from the start of the game to the end of the game and how much energy does he have left to really determine what he can be in the postseason. And we'll talk more about that coming up, as well as a big question mark 
at the center position. But I do want to tell you that our good friends over at Axios is a great way to start your morning with the news that matters most in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Badu and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends that are shaping our world. Sports are back. I've been waiting since March, and now it's finally here. I've got one thing on my mind, and that's my bookie. My bookie is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped into one. I love it. You love it. And it should be all you need to hear to start betting today. My bookie is up to the minute odds on all of your favorite teams. With this start of Major League Baseball season right around the corner, there's never been a better time to start playing than right now. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season has even begun. Why stop at baseball? Smart bettors know there are always, always, always bets for the future. And in this case, it means basketball, hockey, and football. MyBookie is already accepting bets on all of your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games that are coming up. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting than right now. Join today, and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss in a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. When signing up, remember at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So let me know your keys to the game and your what to watch for of this game on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. LES. If you do not have Twitter, check out lothunderpod at gmail.com. Send in your questions, your thoughts, your concerns over there. But let's get back to what to watch for. And I do want to go back to Andre real quick. Andre, uh, this these last two games here should be spent figuring out what he can be in the postseason. And, and th- that can come at the cost of a few bad defensive possessions or a few bad offensive possessions. Uh, or maybe it means that he has to play more uh, than your normal starters do or, or your normal playoff rotation members do. But you need to see how much he's able to exert himself. You need to see how much he's able to play before you get to the postseason. I, I want to see where his minutes level out up because I think that these next two games, as we'll talk about coming up, will give us a good indication of where Billy Donovan is at with his playoff rotation. But I do think that one of the biggest things to watch for is Steven Adams because Steven Adams, I think, will return from this knee, ankle, leg injury. I think he'll return tonight. And that part is not confirmed yet, but I do think we will see Steven Adams back. And you not only need to watch for what's going to happen after this injury and how he moves up and down the floor, just like you know what to do with every other injury, but you also need to watch for how he matches up 
with Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is an athletic center. He's an all-star. He's really a point center, as crazy as that sounds. What he can do on the floor really exploits Steven's weaknesses. You see at times that he struggled with Jokic and he struggles with mobile big men. And how not only does he return from this injury, but how does he match up with Bam? How can that defense counteract an athletic, a fast, a shifty center in Bam Adebayo? Again, Bam Adebayo is like a point guard on the floor. And and that's not really conducive to Steven Adams' play style. You saw Adams have a phenomenal game against Rudy Gobert before falling short against Nikola Jokic. Those two players have vastly different play styles. One plays in. To Adams, one doesn't. Bam does not play into Adams. And you'll face some athletic big men moving forward in the postseason. So on top of seeing how he reacts to the injury and how he looks coming off the injury, you do want to see how he plays against Bam. Another thing is the intensity. I want to see what level of intensity this Thunder team has because they're not officially out of the woods yet. They're not safe from playing the Clippers. They're not... They're not out of the woods and playing L.A., and that's really the team you need to avoid. Uh, you can pick your poison between Houston and Denver. There's there's case to, cases to be made for either side on if you want to play the small ball Houston team with Russell Westbrook and James Harden or if you want to play a lengthy Denver squad who struggled a bit in the postseason. Uh, there's totally cases on both sides on why each of them are the better matchup. I've been asked that a lot the last two days by multiple people about who would you rather play, Houston or Denver. And I think that there is no wrong answer wherever you fall on. Utah is obviously the easiest opponent, uh, but uh, that that outcome is seeming less and less likely here. The only thing you absolutely need to avoid is playing the Clippers, and a win would help do that. So there is something on the line tonight against Miami, and I want to see how intense this Thunder squad takes this game. And then my last thing to watch for, which might be the most important thing to watch for, is the first wing off the bench. Now, all season long inside the bubble, so these eight seeding games so far, it's been Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo has been the first wing off the bench in the seeding games. He's brought you energy. He's brought you defense, but not much more than that. And we've seen Baisley. We've seen Abdul Nader. We've seen Mike Muscala string together two, three good games here inside the bubble that Diallo has really not been able to do. While Diallo adds that defense and adds that energy, uh, offensively he does not add much, uh, or at least it's inefficient whenever he does add something. Does Billy Donovan shift here for these last two seeding games and going into the postseason? Does he shift to a Baisley first off the bench? Does he trust a Mike Muscala now after a good performance in Orlando so far? Does he shift to Abdul Nader, who's having fantastic drives? And of course, he has that shooting, although he lacks a bit defensively. What does Billy Donovan do off the bench at that backup wing position? And, of course, it's not going to be the perfect rotation because you don't have Dennis Schroeder, your sixth man of the year. Anytime that you're without your sixth man, your rotation is obviously going to be out of whack. But this will be a good indication of the first wing to come in with Dennis. Who's going to be joining Dennis on the floor? Will it be Diallo still? Will it be Nader? Will it be Baisley? Will it be Muscala? Let me know on Twitter who you would play as the first wing off the bench of that group. Who is your favorite of that group of Diallo, Nader, Baisley, Muscala? Who is your guy? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And also, again, if you're on Twitter, 
lothunderpod at gmail.com. You can let me know your opinions over there as well. Coming up, we're going to talk all about the keys to the game, the bet of the game, and the money ball prediction, as well as discuss one thing that's been plaguing the thunder this entire bubble period. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now it's time for the keys of the game. The first big key for me is that second quarter. The second quarter has been a big, big problem for Oklahoma City. They have not been able to... In all of their losses so far, they've not been able to keep the foot on the gas in the second quarter. Against Memphis, they blow an 18-point lead in like five minutes into the second quarter. Against the Suns, you blew you know, a 15-point lead in that second quarter against the Suns on a, the second night of a back-to-back. I understand all of that, but still you had that lull in the second quarter. And, and again, I understand against the Suns, so it was a back-to-back. It was you know, your veterans out and all of that. You also had a bad second quarter uh, against the Nuggets. And, and you look at what's happening here, and, and you just want to make sure this trend does not carry over to the postseason when these games matter, and you're playing you know, some great competition. Uh, so I, I do want to monitor that bad second quarter whenever I consider the fact that I think that the entire roster will be back. Not confirmed yet, but I think that their entire roster will be back for this game. So that second quarter to me is going to be a big deal. They need to snap out of that going into a lull energy-wise, offensively. Uh, they've struggled a ton. Now Dennis Schroeder will help that offensively whenever he is back and he won't be back until the playoffs. So he'll help that offensively, but the energy level defensively in the second quarter has also been atrocious. So so you need to get back to playing good basketball in that second quarter. My number 2 key to the game is getting Shea going. Shea has not had that true breakout game yet. He's had some fantastic moments in the scrimmages, fantastic moments against Utah, a great fourth quarter against Denver, but he has not put together a full game. He has not put together a a game from start to finish in which he looks like the best or the second best player on the floor. And I want to see Shea do that. After the rest on Monday, the off day Tuesday, I want to see him get back and regroup and have his first real breakout game inside the bubble to give him some confidence moving forward, to give him uh, that swagger that he needs back moving into the postseason. I, I really am worried about that that shot. Of course, everything's been left short in the bubble. You've seen him airball some shots inside Orlando. I want to see that shot perform better and just physically look better, even if they don't go in. Just don't leave everything short. That makes me wonder about that calf injury. Uh, but I do want to see Shea take over a game and just show – that he is healthy, because that is a big concern. I I do think that the Thunder just made up an injury that way he could rest and and not have to say that they're load managing because for some reason maybe this organization doesn't like to use that that sort of term. Uh, But you do need to monitor that calf moving forward, and I want to see Shea kind of break out and get back on track. I mean, he was this team's leading scorer heading into Orlando, uh, and he has not produced offensively. And I want to see him get started here because he's looked like he's going through the motions and he looks like maybe he's dealing with the leg injury. Although I will say again, the encouraging part about that calf injury, if it is an injury, is that it's really only affecting his shot. 
Uh, so he's he's running up and down the floor perfectly fine. So you wonder if maybe he's just having an off shooting week, a shooting slump, uh, not necessarily tied to an injury. So that is an encouraging part to leave it off on the second key. But I will say I want to see Shea get going. And then number three is the depth. And we talked about it a little bit on the last what to watch for. Who's going to step up? Because, uh, you know, you've seen good games at a Nader, Baisley, Muscala, Diallo at times. Who's going to step up and be consistent with it? Baisley's put together back-to-back good games. Muscala's put together back-to-back good games, although both of those can be attributed to the fact that you played larger roles in those games and that you played uh, a bad defense in Washington. So I want to see whenever you've got your guys back and you're playing within a flow of a game and you're you're kind of matching what you will get minutes-wise in the postseason and you're playing against a good defensive team in Miami, I want to see what depth, depth pieces will step up. Who on that bench will provide you a spark offensively. And I get it. The bench offense will be a lot better with Dennis, but it's been very stagnant so far without him. And I need someone to show they can be the number two guy off the bench with Dennis Schroeder. He can't do it alone in the postseason. So who's going to make the cut for the playoff rotation? We, we all know the postseason, the game slows down, the rotation gets shortened. Someone's going to lose out their minutes. And so these last two games here for the depth pieces will be big and earning their minutes for the postseason. So that's my three keys to the game. Can't have that bad second quarter. Shea's got to get going, and your depth pieces have to stand out. My money ball pick this game is going to be Bubble Baisley. Darius Baisley will lead the team in three-pointers. Of course, the Thunder Moneyball Award goes to the, goes to the player that leads the team in three-pointers because radio voice Matt Pinto always says cha-ching a Thunder Moneyball whenever someone makes a three, so that's going to be the Thunder Moneyball Award going to Darius Baisley. I'm predicting there's no line yet for the Thunder Heat game. So if you want to go out to my bookie and bet on this game and take my advice or fade my advice because we are on a bit of a losing streak, you'll have to find that out on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow me over there. Tweet at me. Do whatever you need to do. We're always down to talk basketball over there. I appreciate all the interaction over there and everyone should subscribe to this podcast because it's the only podcast that covers the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day. Never missing an episode Monday through Friday and even some bonus episodes. You got a bonus episode last Friday against the Grizzlies. I came on here and talked about that just dreadful, heartaching game just for you. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That way you never miss an episode. Follow me on Twitter. Tomorrow we're going to recap this Miami Heat game as well as preview uh, the Clippers game on Friday. We're also going to talk about expectation level heading into the final seeding game and into the postseason next week. It's a fun time for basketball. You've got two more regular season games that will really determine who you match up with in the postseason, and then you've got the postseason basketball before us yet again. Better late than never on postseason basketball. Follow me on Twitter. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.